Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. So the reason I may sound stuffy right now is because um, we... Spent the last three minutes just straight laugh crying. Yep. <laughs> from a from a funny start. A little a, jilted. A laugh attack that could not be controlled. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and we were actually, while it was happening, we were talking about how I feel like that's been happening quite often. I guess, like, just really good energy. And we've been mm-hmm. around uh, some really funny people lately. We had our Galentines just recently that we celebrated. By the time you hear this, it will be um, early March. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just we've had a blast, and I feel like I've just had a lot of laughter and high vibes going around. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Friendship, fellowship. Yes, that's yes. That's kind of what it was, and like, February. I, February, Friendship Fellowship. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of good, like, female energy, I feel like, too. Yes. Going into March and spring, and I want to keep kind of just that high energy going, and we were both like, well, let's finally do the the Nick Cage appreciation that we had been wanting. So that is what we're diving into now, and we are going to be doing three three episodes for the Nick Cage um, appreciation. (laughs) Appreciate. <laughs> we appreciate you, Nick Cage. Yes. Nicholas, uh, I believe his last name was Coppola. Yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, Cage is his... Um... Stage name. Stage name. <laughs> Thank you. So before we uh, get into it completely, what have you been watching other than uh, the Nick Cage? <laughs> <laughs> the... Nick Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> um, I started watching Fringe. Ah, what is that show. one? It's got, um, it's about Fringe science. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> it has, um. I think I was thinking of the other one that's like the 1100 or, I don't know, some mm, numbers. This one came out in like 2007. Yeah, I think the one I was thinking of was kind of older, but it's okay. not that one. Um, it's got Joshua Jackson in it. Oh, um, Percy. Um, Pacey. Pacey. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of Percy from Harry Potter. <laughs> the prefect. Yes. There we go. I, I could have sworn it was Percy. <laughs> Pacey. Pacey. I know because I was obsessed oh, so with funny. him in eighth grade. So French. And he's it, very good in it. Oh, he's, nice. um He's a very good actor in it. Cool. It's about him and his, his dad is like almost... A mad scientist that worked for the uh, government. Oh. Um, and he was, like, put away in a mental institute for 17 years. Oh. And then an FBI agent needs him. So oh, she brings him. very classic. Yeah. But yeah. he'll only come back if his son, because he hasn't seen his son in 17 years. Oh, so now Joshua his Jackson. son's a 17-year-old like, adult. Team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because 2007, he was, like, full adult. Then. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So he's supposed to be, like, in his 20s. I think maybe, yeah, if not 30s. Like, at least late 20s, I think. Because he's not... I feel like he's the same age as me, Mm. if not a little bit older. Interesting. We're old now. But anyway, yeah, so it's it's good. I watched it, not the whole thing, like, beginning to end Mm -hmm. when it came out, but I watched it. Nice. Back then. So it's nice to revisit. Heck yeah. 
I might have to give that one a shot. I never... It's on HBO. Mm -hmm. I do have HBO. Mm Mm-hmm. And then last night I watched that um, George Clooney and Julia Roberts movie. Uh, It's either Tickets to Paradise or... I don't think it's two tickets. I think it's just... (laughs) I don't think it's the Eddie Money song. Two tickets to paradise. (laughs) I used to love that song. Oh, I, I guess I didn't realize they came out with one either. Yeah, it was on Peacock. Oh, yeah, I don't do Peacock. That's yeah, I did so we could watch um, Shrek, I think, 2 and 3. Nice, nice. We were having a Shrek marathon one day, me and Gabe, so. Nice. I was like, eh, $5. Yeah, worth it. That's, like, cheaper than renting a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is For two movies, than yeah. Both of them, like, on Amazon It's usually, like, three nine nine each, so. Yeah. Win-win. <laughs> and then I got to watch... Jules and George. <laughs> How was it? Um, it was very like family friendly. Oh. You know, like the humor. Hmm. It was cute. Yeah. Um, I would. <laughs> this is how I can tell I'm getting old because I was like, I don't give a shit about this like young teeny bopper romance. <laughs> I want to see Jules and George get together. And I want to see their romance because they're like cute as fuck together. Yeah. <clears throat> and George Clooney. Was so handsome in this. Oh, was he? Yes, man. Like, I've seen pictures of him recently. I'm like, damn, he got old. But then when you see him, like, live, like, oh, my God, he's still so charming. And still he's still so handsome. Fox he's man. totally a silver fox. And, like, them, like, their rapport with each other. Mm. Yes, it was very enjoyable. Nice. But, like, it, it had too much of the, like, the teeny bopper romance. I like how, because <laughs> if you notice, when you... Now that you are older and you go back watching certain rom-coms, and there is always, like, the subplot of the younger romance, Mm -hmm. or depending on the audience of the film, if it was a teen film, the subplot of the older adult romance, you know? Right, right. But it's always the one where you're like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see two old people make out. And now I'm like, ew, I don't want to see... People that look like they're 14 making I know, out. Yeah, you're like, Ew, they're supposed to be getting married. They're like 14. Oh, like, I feel uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> I'm like, ew, that's a skimpy bikini. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> certain. Um... But like George Clooney with a shirt on. That's man. <laughs> like, watch that up. all day. Um, <laughs> I couldn't stop talking about it. I was like, oh. I was like, I think I like old George Clooney better than young. <laughs> I was like, he used to be tall, dark, and handsome. Now he's tall, silver, and handsome. <laughs> like the moon. I know. Ooh. Or a werewolf. Or like a like wizard <laughs> with a shorn face. Like, I'm going to call you Professor Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue into what I've been watching, which was a young adult show on Netflix, which you know for me... I'm very occasional in my young adult picks and deliberate. I love, especially young adult books, I love. Yeah, and so this one I think you would like. And I think, I don't don't know if Gay would like it. He might be like, just stupid. (laughs) But it's... Uh, called Lockwood and Co. And it okay, was on I've Netflix. seen that on there. It was very cute, and I like the concept. That was really actually kind of dark when you think about it. It's like only children can see the ghosts, and so of course they like make children fight ghosts oh, for okay. them. Okay, because adults can't see them. Yeah, I think I know? did see the preview. And of that. yeah, so it was just really cute, um, fun. You know, it's like supernatural. Um, but yeah, there are times. But the, 
it was innocent at least. Yeah. Like I didn't feel inappropriate. It didn't feel uncomfortable. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. So I would recommend that one um, for sure because it said it seems like it was based on a book, a young adult book series. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, Jessica might like this one. <laughs> it was very. I think it was only eight episodes too. You okay. know, so yeah, it was like I think in two weekends. That's like one day for me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like in two weekends, I think I knocked it out because yeah. it was like what I was watching. Um, two like, weekends or just two days. Uh, I guess two days technically because yeah. I did it like two Saturdays or and then I think I watched maybe like one on a weeknight you know occasionally too boom got, boom. got it out Bada it bang. was cute <laughs> I hope they uh, go on with the second season because they leave it uh, open ended enough to where you're like oh I want to open ended <laughs> we've also uh, been watching cyberpunk um like the animated um series as well uh it is really good i didn't play the game but Mm, it's just uh based in the universe of the cyberpunk game um it doesn't have like keanu reeves or that character or anything i guess to do with the video game so i didn't have to like play that to know what was going on um i know nothing about any of that it (laughs) is really good um it's I mean, we're watching it in Japanese. Mm-hmm. I think it came in... I think that's its... Origin. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we like it. And then we had our movie night, and we watched uh, The Pale Blue Eye mm-hmm. with Christian Bale. How was it? Um, I liked it. I know a lot of people probably would not like it. It is real slow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like pace, really slow. But for me, the manner in which they do it... I don't know. I guess just because I went into it, I'm like, okay, well, if it's anything, like, remotely based on Edgar Allan Poe, it's going to be slow Ooh, and moody. Okay, that's what it's about. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, that's kind of, like, aesthetic. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I went into it expecting it, like, to be very slow-paced, very dark, yeah, very moody. You're like, it's Edgar Allan Poe on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, it really... Well, because he's young in it. <laughs> and the guy who they have playing a young Poe, I mean, really great job. Um, I mean, I don't know how they found someone with his bone structure in the year 2023 but they did yeah with that little face yeah um and i like christian bale i like the little twist at the end um it was just yeah it was a fun how long was it two hours Mm -hmm. so i guess like i'm like it was fun andrew was like i don't think it was fun as a way to describe this (laughs) it was a fun watch and i'm like well i feel like for the mystery like people who like dog mysteries this was a fun one (laughs) (laughs) you're like that aesthetic though i know i'm like all the rapists died um (laughs) 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 i think that's something we need to start doing with certain uh things we do is like where you just give a sentence without context (laughs) (laughs) all the rapists died (laughs) and then and then you won't know it's not nothing spoiled necessarily because you don't (laughs) know what the fuck (laughs) Anyway, that's what we've been up to. So, Nick Cage appreciation begins now because in this episode we watched 2000's Gone in 60 Seconds. Mm-hmm. It was released June 9th, 2000. The running time, 118 minutes. It was directed by Dominic Cena, written by Scott Rosenberg. It was based on Gone in 60 Seconds by H.B. Halicki, a 1974 film. I didn't realize that until I was uh, looking it up, Mm -hmm. actually. Produced by Jerry Bruckheimer and Mike Sensen. Starring Nicolas Cage, 
Angelina Jolie, Giovanni Ribisi, Delroy Lindo, Will Patton, Christopher Eccleston, Chi McBride, and Robert Duvall. Cinematography was Paul Cameron. Edited by Roger Barton, Chris Lebinzon, and Tom Muldoon. Music by Trevor Rabin. The budget was around ninety million. Uh, some other stuff said one hundred and three point three million. So I don't know, somewhere between there. Uh, the box office was apparently two thirty-seven point two million. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it made its money back and then some. Yeah, like I guess the middle of the run, you know. Kind oh, I feel of like thing. that was like pretty big blockbuster back then. I don't know, because that's where we're going to get into it. When did it come out? What month? 2000 in June. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I get some conflicting kind of uh, information. Not conflicting. Did you see it score on Rotten Tomatoes? That's what I'm going to... That's what I was getting into. Yeah, because I did. I actually... I made note of it because I was so surprised. So, on Rotten Tomatoes, it only has a 25%. Yeah. Super low. I saw that. I was like, what? Everyone hates it on Rotten Tomatoes. You go on IMDb, it has a 6.5 out of 10. So it's a little more like a little wow. little more than half. Middle of the though. road. Yeah, but... middle of the road, you know. Um, and then you go on Letterboxd, which um, I love that app. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the newer, yeah, you know. Still. Love it. So it has a 2.9 out of 5. So it's almost a 3 out of 5, basically, on Letterboxd. Okay. So again, middle of the road. So it seems like... Not as many people like this movie as we thought people like. this movie. I thought, well, everybody I knew liked it. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, it was very And the soundtrack was fire. Oh, the soundtrack was very much a sign of the time. I know. I loved it. Watching it this go around. (laughs) Um, I'll get into that a little later. I made special attention to the soundtrack. Uh, To start, though, with uh, some more fun facts besides the uh, ratings. Because, again, it was so conflicting. It surprised me. It totally surprised me. Um, It was shot in Los Angeles and uh, Long Beach. Oh. So it was actually, like, filmed around that area. Um, So, yeah, upon release, it received generally negative reviews from critics. That's totally surprises me because I do not remember it being like that. Yeah, it had criticism for its writing, direction, as well as the acting and the action sequences. What? And I'm a little shocked that it that they're saying that people picked it apart that much. The acting, um, I, like... It, it was it, fine. Like, rewatching it, yeah, it could have been cheesy, but not with Nick Cage doing it. Because <laughs> he never takes himself... Too seriously. Exactly. And he gives 110%. Every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. And to go, to compound on the 110%, he did all of his own stunt driving in this film. Oh, my God. Yeah, he attended. Okay, so this is a little backstory, too. This episode's going to be really fun. Just heads up, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, picture it. The year is 2000. And I am 13 years old. I am peak millennial. Mm-hmm. Like, I am 13 on the millennium. Yes. Teenagehood has started, and I am obsessed with a few things in life. <laughs> and that is the driver PlayStation video yep. games, mm-hmm. <laughs> GTA 2, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was a top scrolling one on the Super Nintendo. Love that one. I'd. I wasn't, like, into cars. I had no one in my life that was, like, super into cars. I don't know why I enjoyed this so much. But in my head, I'm just like, 
driving around crazy seems like an awesome good freedom. time. Freedom. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, maybe. Yeah, you're a freedom. Yeah, it's freedom. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. That's yeah. why as a kid you loved your bike so much, because it's fucking freedom. You that's true, that's true. And that's what I was going to say. I was obsessed with my bicycle still at 13. Yeah. And this movie... <laughs> like yeah. loved it and I had the DVD with the special features and I remember this and so it was he went to this driving school called the Bondurant Driving School in Phoenix Arizona and the Willow Springs uh, is another car driving school and the Bobby Orr Stunt Driving School in preparation for the film he liked doing the race car driving school so much that he still continued to do it as a hobby, even after he made this film. Nice. And they have a whole, if you had the DVD, the special features, it had this whole thing about how he went and, yeah, like, learned how to do all this. And I thought it was so fucking cool. It was so badass, it was yeah. so badass. And this is when I really, like, my love for Nicolas Cage was, like, cemented. See, my love for Nick Cage was cemented face off yes did it for me mm-hmm. um yeah for me caster troy i think around this golden time, guns yeah was when i was starting <laughs> to watch all of those and then yeah. this just like i think was like the final like okay i mean and i was 16 in 2000 yeah <laughs> so uh, this movie was like bad ass and i would blast that fucking soundtrack mm-hmm. driving around it did have that's why i think it's very middle to run and i do think it did have a following because of Eleanor, of course, the, yeah. the Shelby GT uh, that they have in it. There were seven um, Eleanor replicas that were made for the movie. Um, five of them were all total during mm-hmm. all the stunt sequences. Um, the other two, Nicolas Cage and Jerry Bruckheimer, kept. Nice. So they each got one. Cage apparently would regularly take his out. He was like, fuck yeah. Um, but apparently Bruckheimer wouldn't drive his. He's probably too scared. Yeah, yeah. that's what that said. He's afraid of driving his. I'm like, the man who's responsible for all the giant pew, pew, and explosions is too afraid to drive that. Hey, he just thinks it up. Uh, he's like, I just want to see that shit. He's like, I just like to see explosions. I don't want to be in one. <laughs> I got you, Jerry. I'd be the same way. Um, so apparently there were some disagreements uh, between the director, Cena, and um, the rewriting of some of the project. Um, Rosenberg left, and they got writers Jonathan Hensley and J.J. Abrams mm. to help like, come in and do some uncredited rewrites of the script. Apparently, the original writer, Rosenberg, had kept it, I believe, a little more true to the 1974 film. Okay. And I believe that they, I probably wanted it more freshened up to, like, kind of what we see that it became. Well, you got to appeal to a more modern audience. Yeah, and a wider audience, too, at the time. Because um, I believe the uh, original, it was very different, I think, in terms of... It was just more about him. The guy who wrote and directed it and everything, he was doing the stunt driving and stuff. Mm. So I feel like it was more of a passion project of just of him and, oh, look at those badass stunts he can do. And the story probably was, you know, not as fleshed out as all. So I I can see both, you know, sides of it. 
Um, so apparently, though, the scene in the movie where the whole crew has to get the detective um, to blow away the drug evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is a scene that is virtually identical to the original. Mm. So that is one that they kept almost. To get rid of drug evidence, too? Yeah, okay. yeah. So like I said, it is based on it loosely. I believe, though, they just fleshed, like I said, they just fleshed out the, the characters and I think their connections a little more, yeah. maybe. So something else fun. Uh the bridge where the the big bridge stunt was filmed was the Vincent Thomas Bridge, um, and it crosses the Los Angeles Harbor. They shut it down for a full day to do this. That's crazy. Uh, again, this was uh, some fun documentary stuff. I'm sure it's on YouTube even, but this was on the special features as well on the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they pretty much shut it all down. It was the only time in history it ever happened. And so I thought that was cool because it was even in other movies, but it was never shut, shut down. down before for him. It was in Lethal Weapon 2, To Live and Die in L.A., City of Angels, and Charlie's Angels. Damn. Um, yeah, so it was in a lot. And then also, it's kind of fucked up, but on August 19th, 2012, director Tony Scott died by suicide by jumping oh, off damn. that bridge. Yeah. So that is the bridge in which he um, committed suicide. Um... So, yeah, I was like, damn, Bridge got a lot of uh, history behind yeah. it. <laughs> um, and this was obviously before all that had happened. If you notice, Timothy Oily Fant. Oilyfant. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like to like Because you know what it reminds, it reminds me of? Oilyfant. Uh, like Elephant? Or like <laughs> Elephant? In Lord of the Rings, the way they say Elephant, it's like Elephant. <laughs> So, I guess he was the studio's first choice to play Dominic Toretto in The Fast and the Furious in 2001. Wait, wait. Dominic is... Vin Diesel's character. (laughs) (laughs) But he declined largely because he was like, well, that's similar to the Gone in 60 Seconds I just did last year. Like... No. And uh, so Vin Diesel was the next one apparently offered the role. Totally different. Yeah, totally different vibe for Fast and Furious. And also, when I was watching this, this time around, that's when I realized, I was like, this to me is the better Fast and Furious. Like, Fast and Furious took all of the great components of this movie and then just shat all over them. Yeah, I was never into that. I never. I don't even think I've seen any of those movies all the way through. <laughs> I've seen three of them. I was like, I'm going to commit because I was so into this movie. I'm like, why wouldn't I be a Fast and Furious fan? Yeah. Like, you know. Because the cheese factor. It is. It is so much cheesier. Yeah. And even the script. And, and then finding out that J.J. Abrams kind of helped with the script. Like, kind of like, I was like, oh, I feel like that's why it was written a little better (laughs) like then i mean i i still thoroughly enjoyed gun in 60 seconds Mm -hmm. absolutely even a little bit of cheese parts that it had didn't bother me because like i said because nick cage (laughs) yeah he was amazing Mm -hmm. so uh yeah so that's my a little bit tidbits kind of behind the scenes but with that, Jess is going to take it away with the Yeah Google Summary. <laughs> a car thief is forced to steal 50 luxury vehicles in one night in order to save the life of his brother, who has fallen foul of a dangerous crime lord. Once the most successful car thief in California, he must reassemble his old gang to fulfill the almost impossible mission. His task is further hampered 
by the rival band of thieves, and of course, the Popo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So we have mentioned already multiple times how much we still love this movie and how much we love Nick Cage. Um, Are there any more specific memories that you have? I've obviously elaborated that I watched the special features a lot. Mm -hmm. It was replayed just a million times uh, in my household. I mean, like I said, the soundtrack painted on my heart. Mm -hmm. That song was my jam. And this was by The Cult, not The Cure, who (laughs) I was trying to remember who Who sang the damn song. Because I really liked The Cult um, back then as well. They had, like, Firewoman. Yes. And I remember, okay, I will say that at the time it was definitely, the music feels like it was for an older, like, middle-aged audience yes because i remember the music video was played a lot on vh1 mm-hmm. not mtv <laughs> yes yeah which back then was kind of VH1 like was like the older crowd yeah and um but i always loved older crowd music yeah anyway. yeah true true so even now listening to it the music to me feels older but when i'm when i watched it i'm like Oh my god, no wonder why I love this movie because I looks like at I was 13 years old and it was filled with nothing but attractive men. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, like hormones are a raging. I can pretend I'm Angelina Jolie. <laughs> And I was like, 100%, I think that's what it was, was I was like, oh my god, this movie's just filled with like one handsome young man after another on the young man side. And then even Nicolas Cage, who's supposed to be kind of like from the older crowd, he's still obviously dreamy, very dreamy. Oh, he looks so good in this movie. Yes, and when he puts on his leather jacket Mm -hmm. and he is ready to ride. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hair flip, ride what? Let's ride. <laughs> Me. <laughs> you want to go for a ride? Hell yes. No, so. That's why she said that. Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> more. I realize more of my memories now associated with this. I'm like, oh, this was eye candy. Yeah, like, this was just like this eye candy. Pure eye candy fodder. Mm-hmm. For, um,. The younger teenage girl audience. <laughs> I'm su- I'm surprised it wasn't more popular. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't. Well, maybe people are like don't like Nicolas Cage as much as we do. As we do. <laughs> but I always liked older men anyway. <laughs> uh, so funny. So when was the last time that you had actually watched it? I I don't remember to be honest with you. It's been that long. It's been that long. Nice. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, hmm. But, you know, I just stopped watching movies for a while. Yeah, yeah. I no, I get that. Series. I did, too. I think the last time I had watched this was, again, during that run. Remember where I said, like, eight? Well, nine I guess it would have been, like, nine, ten years ago, almost. <laughs> so, maybe a decade ago. And it still was exactly how I remembered it. And yeah. I'll always remember it as being, which was great. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. So, um, even like the way it started out, I was like, Ooh, Moby. Yes, I forgot about Moby. Yes, exactly. It started out. Oh, that was a badass song. 
already with the movie, the kind of like during that that era in the two thousand, in the two thousand, in the year two thousand, in the year two thousand, <laughs> um, that Moby, the Fat Boy Slim, yeah. like what what genre of like techno was that at that time? <sighs> I don't know what that's called. It wasn't house. It wasn't techno. Yeah, and it wasn't like techno. What what was it considered? Do we need to look it up? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I don't know. Because I am curious. Dance electronic is just, I hmm. guess, what it's considered in general. <laughs> <laughs> sounds very vague. I know. But yeah. Someone also said maybe house big beats or variations of. Well, because it is almost like a DJ style of music, I think. It, yeah, yeah. I guess electro is what some people like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess though, just that that era's electronic dance music. Don't I know guess about yeah. it. No, my trouble with God. I remember <laughs> having that album. Yeah, like me too. it starts. I remember off. watching him on Cribs, and he cooked his breakfast, which was rice and beans. <laughs> and there was like a pop up of a woman saying, "That's actually like the most healthiest breakfast you can eat. That's complete protein and grains." <laughs> And that is one of my core memories. Because <laughs> he was like, really dug deep. Yeah. And I was like, yes, Moby, you eat your rice and beans. <laughs> oh, and I love also the intro, not only with that music, but before it has the really like vroom, vroom, like title. <laughs> Credit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I loved it. Um, so it has though after the fun Moby music intro, um, a very high like adrenaline opening, and that is one thing that I love about this movie is yeah. it's high energy from the get go. From the get go, and sometimes you just want a high energy like kind of action. These movie. were my all time favorite movies to see in the theater. Yeah, yeah, these kind of action movies definitely it, like gets your drilling going. Like you get the energy of the crowd mm-hmm. like it's just thrilling whoa yeah what did you cool. see that whoa. yeah it was fun and it also uh had even more um millennium techno music is what i wrote because <laughs> <laughs> it was just one after another like i said very like fat boy slim mm-hmm. had moby vibes i felt like even like like prodigy-esque kind of you know like music at different times um, we get Giovanni Ribisi, mm-hmm. who, ooh, he was a certain dirty kind of hot. Oh, yeah. N- then, yeah. Yes. Watching it now, I'm like, oh, he's so weasley. Oh, my God. He's so weasley. He's so weasley. <laughs> and he's such a fucking idiot. He's Kip, the character. Biggest idiot. Fucking idiot. I totally agree with you. Like, Kip, you deserve to be crushed I in that know. car. <laughs> Watching it One now. One fail after another, Kip. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. didn't make you feel bad about it. I would have rubbed your face in it. Oh, <laughs> definitely. And they really encompass how young and reckless he is. He, he's you a, deserted us. Wait. Well, he's supposed to be boosting car. Boosting. They say that a yeah, lot. Boosting. boosting. Supposed to be boosting going on a some boost. cars. Going on a boost. Boost. <laughs> <laughs> so, boost. 
So instead of just being like fucking professionals, he like breaks open at a car dealership. Just throws a brick with a at a brick. It. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. But when Even you're 13, you're like, oh, what a badass. He I, I know. Uh, he has a car. He has a car. Dirty goatee. It looks crazy. I know. My favorite. With his crazy hair. It's like that. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. And then they go directly to their home base. I like how he, from the get-go, while it's high adrenaline, I'm also, it's like high stupidity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, obviously, their whole thing gets, their operation gets yeah. shut down. And But this is where they also introduce the cool black light writing. Which I don't understand. They're like, oh my god, get the light. Why didn't you just take the light bulb out? Instead of exactly. carrying the whole fucking lamp. I know. Because they're men. That's and, why. <laughs> and they don't think. And they're... With their, Top brain. Yeah, and they're like young men. <laughs> yeah. Get the light. Nerd. Actual Nerd. <laughs> Scott Kahn. Right like a fucking idiot. His arms are too big for his entire build. He's like a Ken doll. <laughs> on steroids. <laughs> Scott Kahn is a fucking beast in this movie. He's the blonde guy, right? Um, yeah, he's... I mean... He's the one who looks like James Conn. <laughs> like a small James Conn. It is so disturbing. What else is he in? Was he in Varsity Blues? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. 99, just the year mm-hmm. before. Yeah. So. He was not that big in Varsity Blues, I And he was also in Ocean's Eleven. Which oh, okay. This movie, Ocean's Eleven, also came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. And again, this is why I'm so surprised this movie wasn't higher regarded. Because I feel like it kicked off the kind of theme of a lot of movies that were very popular in the yeah. early 2000s. Like the Fast and the Furious franchise. Is that high-paced? Stealing. Uh, the Ocean's Eleven franchise, which is very uh, the heist, you know, kind of yes. aspect. Yeah, the heist. So I'm movies. just yeah. So I'm really again still just shocked, kind of about that. But yeah, and it had like said this crazy cast of of young actors, and I mean Robert fucking Duvall. I know. It. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. Like Twenty five percent. Fuck yourself with that. Jerk offs on Rotten Tomato. <laughs> Robert fucking Duvall. You should be so lucky. <laughs> Nicholas, Angelina fucking Jolie. Yeah, in her fucking prime. Right. She looked terrible in this movie. (laughs) I'm like, nah. They both look dirty. I know, and I love it. And uh, what's his name? Giovanni. Her little, like, twisty hair. I was, okay, when I was young, I was just in love with that, like, faux dreads. uh, Yeah, I guess what it is is just because I have really curly hair. So I just like the idea of like kind of separated curls almost. Like that's what I felt like hers. Because they don't look like dreads really. Like when I was younger I thought they kind of did. But now watching them I'm like oh they just look like twists almost. Like her hair's just twisted off. Uh, Granted it did look sleazy on her. Like the whole (laughs) aesthetic was very sleazy. But I don't know. When I was 13 I was like that is badass. I want to be my own working woman. I work two jobs. I'm I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-E. You know what that means. <laughs> She's like get bartending, it, it. like slinging drinks, like being a badass. Yeah, like I'm good, feeling gorgeous. <laughs> and I like now, like I so said, now I'm watching it. I'm like, what's this no role model? She was 
life. She lives in an apartment in Los Angeles. Yeah. In I Long mean, Beach. That's probably why she had to work two jobs. Goals. <laughs> I'd rather live somewhere <laughs> out in the woods that didn't cost that much. It's like work one job three days a week. <laughs> After the intro, though, you get introduced to, uh, like I said, Giovanni Ribisi. Um, we enter that he's a stupid motherfucker, and then the police are uh, also introduced to us now, which, as we said, is uh, Delroy Lindo and Timothy Oliphant. 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 <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love... Um, all I can think of... Have you seen The Good Place? A little bit. Oh, my God. I like the first season. You have to... It's so good. I've seen just the first season. Um, But... I don't know if it's God, if you will, mm-hmm. is Maya Rudolph, and she is in love with Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> that one scene, she like summons him, and he's just there, Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> and no, she's always like Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> no, I have not seen that. It's so funny. Um, I like uh, the eye acting that Mr. Timothy gives in this. It's like <laughs> Del Lindo, or Del Lindo, Delroy Lindo has a line where he says, he was like, I don't give a damn they belong to Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. all like, mm, I don't care. Let's fucking nip this in the butt all the time. And Mr. Oily Font just, he's like, ooh, okay, Mr. And his eyes yeah. always. He's always like acting with his eyes. <laughs> But I feel like he's always, like, in a creepy way. Yeah, he is. He's always, like... Because wasn't he the bad guy in Scream 3? Probably. I think so. He's, like, the poor man's skeetal rich. (laughs) 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 That ain't saying much. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Savage. (laughs) So we get the intro of Nicolas Cage, and he is giving an inspirational talk to a bunch of children who will be go-karting. Yes. And he is still so cute. And I was like, look at him go. He's, you know, retired to this shithole and, like, go-kart track, and he's still giving it 110%. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, these kids are going places. Yay. All right. He's having fun. He's out in the desert somewhere. I don't know. Chill life, I guess. Desert seems horrible to me personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, being from Florida my whole life, I feel like my skin would be like... We're amphibious now. Yeah. Like, just straight up. Succumb to it. I went to Oklahoma one time, and I thought I was turning into a piece of beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I was so dry. Everything was so dry. Leathering. I could not... I felt like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, all the moisture is... I know, like... I you're like, some, I am made of fucking water. I need some water. Ma'am. <laughs> Why is there not a film of water on me? At all times. <laughs> at all times. When I'm outside. I'm supposed weird. to have a protective barrier <laughs> of water on my skin at all times. Exactly. This is weird. <laughs> so, yeah. He's uh, doing his thing. And uh, one of his old colleagues shows up. hmm Who? I was like, oh, shit. It's the bad guy from The Postman. That asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd recognize those dimples anyways. (laughs) He's got the creepiest, like... He does. (laughs) Smile with his eyes that he does. He's so good at it. Some creepy eyes in this movie. And he's been in a shit ton of movies. He has. He's been around the block. He's been around the block. 
And he basically has come to tell, uh, and this Memphis Reigns, yeah, the full name. But his name's actually Randall? Randall, yeah. Memphis is his nickname? I'm guessing so. Okay. Why? I don't believe they tell us. He's got an accent. Oh, yeah, he does have a bit of a southern. Bit I guess they're drama. maybe they're from Memphis originally, his maybe. family or something. Because his, his mama talks his like that, name. too. Yeah. His I'm poor like, old mama's still serving fucking tables. Mm-hmm. I was like, Kip, you an asshole. <laughs> you living with your mama and you still making her wait fucking tables? Were they living together? I didn't think they were living together. They just lived in the same town still. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't think they were living together. I got the impression that he was still living with her. Mm. No, he just looked <clears> like he lived in a shithole apartment by himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He cooked him, like, <clears throat> that disgusting-ass uh, Beer breakfast. and hash. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you putting salt on bacon? Yeah, yeah. Because basically Memphis, you find out that he kind of retired from car receiving. And right. that his brother has now gotten involved. And he fucked up. And he's in big trouble. And he really needs him to come back. And it's been six years since... Nicholas Cage's character has been gone. Yeah. It's a very solid classic storyline. Yeah. You know, you're going to come back. Bring they, I leave and they bring me back in. Yeah. <laughs> and there was this one quote that I'm going to say because mm-hmm. it disgusted me. He said, like, stains on a mattress. Yeah. Oh, ew. No. <laughs> ew. 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 And they also introduce the uh, bad guy is Kalitri the carpenter, mm-hmm. who also turns out to be, uh, he's the Eccleston, um, uh, the Doctor Who. He was a Doctor Who. Oh, okay. And he just had hair. He was bald, I believe, when he was Doctor He had like a shaved head. Okay. Um, so that's where I was like at first, I was like, oh shit, that is him. Because I've watched very little Doctor Who, but the one I watched was his. His, Yeah. yeah. I know the concept of it. I haven't watched any of it. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so much. So I think it's it is. It seems like overwhelming to yeah. jump into. And I was like, like I don't even know where to start. I'm already a Star Trek girl. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't I, know if I have room. There's still some Star Treks I haven't seen yet. <laughs> exactly. So focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't know if I have room. Maybe in 10 years we'll see where I'm at. Life. I'll reevaluate. <laughs> That's true, true. Cram a little more in but there. By that time, I'll have to rewatch all the Star Treks again. Um, another quote that I really loved um, when they're introducing the, the main villain, Kelly Tree, uh, Memphis comes to talk to him or whatever, mm-hmm. try to get him whatever, and then he was like, you know, like, auto's theft went down 47%. And I'm like, and he's always just had all these little facts, like, yeah. one after another. <laughs> I'm like, who is this fucking guy? Why is he, like, just Mr. Factoid everywhere? He's like fucking Google. Before like, Google before- <laughs> was a thing. I, I did my favorite quote around that part was when he's like, "Do I look like an asshole?" And he's uh, like, "Yep." yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is that stupid. Like, yeah, yep. the dialogue was not great, but it I was enjoyed a fun it. Movie, yeah. like, it was witty at times, and it made me laugh. Silly jokes here and there. Um, yes, it tried too hard on a certain uh, of the younger actors, you yeah. know. Like, but I mean, whatever. They were they're fine. It was 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 fine. But then they also, you find out that they were doing this for $200,000. Yeah, that's a laughable amount of money. That's like the price of one of those cars. Exactly. Let's never mind the fact that when they're all working as a team, there's like a shit ton of them. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't about the money at this point. It was just trying to save their their lives. Yeah. Um, But before that, when it was just the young crew. So how many of the young crew was there? We had Scott Kahn. We had Giovanni Ribisi. Mirrors. We had the Mirror Man. 
We had the, the guy other, from the Independence Day. Oh, is that who that was? <laughs> Remember, he was uh, Randy Quaid's Kid? son. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. Um, that checks out. <laughs> and then the uh, the useless guy. Ferb or Ferg or whatever. The computer guy? No, no, no. The Randy Quaid's son guy was the No, no, no. I'm talking, guy, no, I'm talking about the guy with the bowl cut. Black hair. Oh, I was thinking of the other guy. No, no, okay, no. so computer guy and then bowl cut guy. Yeah. So it's five of them. Five people between $200,000. Five and 20, that's 40000 uh, I guess that's a lot of money in 2000 though. I mean, I guess, but is it really worth like Grand Theft Auto of 50 cars? Not when you don't have a plan and you're just going to throw a brick through a fucking window. For $40,000? It still doesn't seem like a payoff. That's like a, a, a salary man, you know? Like... That's like... <laughs> like, I get they're not salary men, but I'm just right. saying you ain't doing no better than the fucking schmuck working a nine to five, so car thieving ain't that well, he's getting it one day, you. not a year. Well, that's true. <laughs> but still, like I said, for the payoff of if you get caught. Wait, didn't we just say Kip is dumb as fuck? That's true. I don't know. Yeah, so either way, it just didn't seem like a lot of money to me, and yeah. especially nowadays, because now I'm like, that ain't even a house. Like, no, not at all. $200,000. I blow through that real quick. Yeah, so we get pretty much the start off of this is how the shit went down. And it is a classic um, heist-style movie yeah. in that regard. We get uh, we got to get the gang together. You to get the gang together. And I love this kind of scene in movies. The uh, getting the gang together. Yes, and like what people are doing now. And what they're good at and what they're... Yes, their introductions. Yeah. And like I said, it was Ocean's Eleven. Like, exactly. again, this is exactly... It was exactly Ocean's Eleven in that regard, so... What they fucking complaining about. I know. <laughs> I was like, you got Nicolas Cage. Like, yes, you had George Clooney, but Nicolas Cage, in my opinion, is a better actor. I agree. And just as good looking. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I am team Cage all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, when I really think back to it, I there's only certain George Clooney movies I like. And I know he gets, like, people just, like, jerk off Oscars to him, but, like... <laughs> What do you mean? Has he gotten an Oscar? I don't know. I'm just saying people really like highly regard George. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's because he's so charming. That's why. I guess. It's something about that charm I don't trust. <laughs> oh, no. He would totally sucker me in. Nuh-uh. I'd be like, I see that shit-eating grin of yours, George Clooney. That's why I like you it. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> I want to hang out with a guy who named his kid after Superman. <laughs> see, that would make me not trust no. him. Like, um, he might be a little too far gone. No, that I'm like, he is putting all of his cards out like he's laid them out he's like here it is guys like it or leave it i know he's crazy (laughs) i can get on board with that that's so funny (laughs) that's the that's the difference (laughs) but yeah to watch george clooney nicholas cage in one night (laughs) it was a a good night for you it was a good night for me Yeah, because like I said, it is, uh, we get into the in- intro scenes. Um, it's basically the old school crew is who he's getting together. Mm-hmm. Since he left, it seems like everyone else pretty much went straight laced. So they were nothing without Nicolas Cage, Memphis. And I did like that he had to go, you know, run it by his mama. Oh, of course. What was going on. I was like, oh. Of course. Although, I'll be honest, watching it this time around, I'm like, fuck. That mama. I know, right? Sending him out because you don't want your baby boy to get in the same life. Exactly. Well, guess what? He got the same life anyway, so yeah, you sent your good son away. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, whatever it takes kind of thing. Oh, yeah. She's like, 
she'll sacrifice him to protect her baby. Yeah, and, she, and then knowing she was the one who, like, banished him, being like, you need to get the fuck out of town because you're being a bad example for your brother. And like I said, it didn't fucking matter anyway. Right. Because obviously, you're the problem, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had mentioned, though, the Angelina Jolie introduction a little bit. Um, but when he does get with her, you don't know if she's going to fully come back yet. She kind of blows him off a little mm-hmm. bit. You just uh, sense the tension Sexual. between them. Yes. Very sensual tension. <laughs> <laughs> sensual. So sensual. <laughs> and uh, their point of base is going to be um, Otto's Auto Shop. Mm, and it's yeah. uh, the great Robert Duvall. He has and a restoration business now. Yes, and I love how they uh, give him the whole, like, what is it? He's like, I used to destroy, but now I create. Now I rebuild. Yes. And um, so, honestly, out of all of them, I guess he's the one who's been doing... The longest. Well, and just doing the best, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He really did, like, turn his life around, and he's enjoying it, having a good time. Got he got lady. his nice wife. Like, yeah. And that lady looks familiar as fuck, too, but I, I know She's I been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, a lot. And I can't um, directly <clears throat> tell you either. Uh... So him being back in town, though, has also set off a chain of events with Johnny B, the rifle car game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, stealing gang. And I like how they implement um, some scenes of that. And it's very cops and robbers. Like, they have to worry about their fellow criminals. Mm-hmm. And then they're also dodging the, the police cops. at different times. Um, so uh, during these times, like, when they're trying to distract the the rival car thieves or whatever. Um, they do, like, the explosions and like, the diner parking yes. lot, like, so and, early. And what was so funny to me was that, how did you not notice he put a, like, a hook on the hood of your car? I thought he was doing it to the police car at first to get their attention out there. Oh, no, no, no. So, But I was like, <laughs> and you didn't hear the clunk. No. <laughs> He's too busy going like, I'll kill you. I'll smoke you. Like, so <laughs> like every other cheesy generic thing yeah. of what you imagine a bad guy what, says. What a gangster like, yeah, yeah. To say. Like, it was so <laughs> stupid. Um, so yeah, the movie's the movie is cheesy, but to me, just in, in the, the very best way, in possible, the best kind of way. Because like I said, just that that like, <laughs> so he backs up and like destroys his car um later then they have like uh one of them the when he gets sphinx or whatever the silent yeah yeah, yeah, guy who works in the morgue um he lights the cars on fire apparently multiple they just show him lighting the one but then when they zoom out there's like three or four cars on fire by the end of it those those cars just fell into the fire That's why I love this movie, though, because I am a fan of the explosions and the practical effects. I love it. It's the practical effects, so I think it is, because I watched something... That's why it still holds up so well. Just the other day we were watching, and it had the, uh, the, the fake flames. Ugh. And I'm just like, CG flames are garbage. Yeah. Like, bring back when you watch some old school stuff and it's like real shit, real shit is on fire. Right. And it looks awesome. Or at least like the Indiana Jones stunt show at Disney. Exactly. Like, have it a safe fire for exactly. them. Exactly. Have a safe fire. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I think firefighters will be like, there's no safe fire. We need a safe <laughs> explosion. I, I just want to see some real shit get I blown mean, up. I mean, took away a lot of people's jobs. 
It would think about the practical effects explosions, people. I know. We need people that are good with dynamite. Damn it. <laughs> also prospectors. <laughs> <laughs> the caper uh, begins after, uh, again, a series of introductions and chain of events, of course. It's a very classic movie. I, I feel like we don't need to handhold anyone of like right, kind of plot on. lines of this show or the show this movie. I did love the uh, car salesman scene with Nicolas Cage when he was like, oh, like, yes. was like he was selling the car salesman essentially. Uh huh. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was, Where's your warehouse? Because oh, this is awesome. now uh, they do like a research segment, of course, where they're right. all doing their homework and everything. And I like when they're at, towards the end of one of them. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. This is when. They had been doing their homework when the the Johnny V uh, situation happened. I just wanted to point out this line <laughs> where they were like, kind of like, "What do you want to do?" And he was like, "I'd like to get a chocolate malt." <laughs> that, was, that was so random. Like, who like, said, oh. "I want a chocolate malt." <laughs> okay, Memphis. It was so. Oh, it was. It was ridiculous. And again, though, it was really high adrenaline, and they really keep you going with the anticipation. Oh, of, yeah. Like, what's going to happen? What's oh, going to happen? Gonna first? How many cars are they going to get them all? Like, it was very, uh, I've already said it, cops and robbers. Like, <laughs> it's fun. <clears throat> One of the quotes I wrote down was when he was like, the GT500? Yeah, the, the GT500. I have the GT500. <laughs> He's like, everyone's, everyone's aware of the GT500. <laughs> Because they, they call it his unicorn. It's the one that's always best Eleanor. in him. And I love the Eleanor music that yes. they play every time. Eleanor. Ah. Ah. <laughs> amazing. I love when they do I, I love when they do that. Noise. I know. what uh, I love when everything has its own like theme song. Yes. I know. You just were talking about that in another I know. one uh, that we did. Yeah. Um, it gets to the night of. And we had mentioned when he... He pops open his leather jacket. He takes like things yeah. out of retirement. His right. his uh his thieving kit. <laughs> the heist. And uh, yeah, throws on his leather jacket. Now, one thing I will say is when I thought back to this movie, I did remember this scene of him getting his jacket and doing the the hand, the hand. signal. <laughs> yeah, like let's ride where he's like getting into it. Totally forgot, however, that it was to the the song of Lowrider. Low Rider. <laughs> I know. I forgot that too. I totally forgot that that was the song that they're like hyping themselves yeah, up for, which basically. is still a hyping up song, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I just, yeah, again, thought it was real funny though that it was Low that one. Lowrider. No. It was uh, perfect, and yeah, and so that is when basically they have like the night of to steal 50 cars. Yeah. And it is very boom, 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 boom. I will say this movie basically, basically is two hours long. It was two hours and seven minutes. But it never feels like it. It didn't drag at it all. It does not mm. drag. This is a movie where it is. And I was like smiling all the way through. Always going, yes. <laughs> like I was entertained in every point. And when it did finally go and have its slower moments. Um, the scene with Angelina Jolie and him, you know, like in the in the car when the the two lovers. Sexy. I was like, this is just. 
<laughs> a reason to show that woman's ass in a song <laughs> and to play that sexy song. Well, and there, yeah, and, and I was like, still like, oh, that song. You're supposed to have the sexual tension between her and, mm-hmm. and Nicolas Cage. Your shifts in the way. Yeah. Now, one thing I will say with this rewatch. I'm like, Angelina Jolie literally is just there to be kind of objectified. Oh, for sure. Like, she does barely have any lines. The lines she has are all suggestive. And it's, she's always like, like, like <laughs> yeah, you're kind of crazy eyed. <laughs> like, ooh, look how. She reminded cool me of Lori Petty. Yeah. In this movie. Very much. <laughs> like, she's a little, like, still the girl from, um, what's the one with Ryan and writer? Oh, Girl Interrupted. Yeah, yeah, it's like she's basically that character again. Uh, essentially, yeah. yeah. So, um... That crazy is so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, she's wild. She's wild. Like a, like a cult. <laughs> An untamed horse. And then I was like, are her eyes really blue? Because on my TV, they were blue as fuck. Oh. Did you notice that? Yeah, but I think she naturally has brown eyes. I thought I so thought. too. Yeah, so it's probably, oh, maybe that's what it was, those contacts, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't blink right. She's like, <laughs> that's so funny. And they're like, yes, do more of that. <laughs> oh, another um, fun little catch was when they're stealing one car, and uh, I believe it was Mirror Man pretending to be a valet. <laughs> that was Bob from Scrubs. <laughs> He's gives him two quarters. <laughs> Take care of you. Yep. So He's like, get your fat ass out of the car. <laughs> I loved it. Look at that funny stuff in it. Yeah. Tell him that lady, get her fat ass out of the car. She's like, hmm? Oh, yeah, like, what? 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 And that's another thing. For this movie to have been filmed in Long Beach and to be California-centric, and it's supposed to be in California, right. like the Bay Area or whatever. That's exactly where it was filmed is I where it's like supposed to be. a lot of people talk very Southern in it. Yeah, I've noticed that too. There's Maybe there's a lot of Southerners in California. <laughs> maybe. So it gets to a point where the whole Mercedes keys, because that's the thing. Oh, the laser cut keys. Laser cut uh, keys. Whatever. That's a big thing they iterate a lot in the first um, half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that this is going to be what how the cops are going to catch them. Because they've got the guy, the key connection. Yeah. And then, of course, Memphis Reigns is too smart for them. And they've been, like, spying on him. And then and his spidey senses. <gasps> yes. Just tell him. Nope. there's a van over there that wasn't there a couple nights ago obviously a kappa so oh foiled again (laughs) and i was like why has he got such a hard on for nick cage i will say it's a victimless crime Or, like, they're really rich people. Yeah. I mean, he cares. It's like that. Like <laughs> as his, much as, you, as he should as caring. Like, like his like, boss said, he's like, it's Grand Theft Auto. No one cares. No <laughs> yeah. one gives a shit. Exactly. I was like, right? So, and they really do iterate that scene where they're kind of like, yo, Kalitri is, like, wanted for fucking murder. Exactly. Like, Fuck he Grand is, Theft Auto. Yeah, fuck your Grand Theft Auto. Okay, yeah, some guy's putting an order for some cars and they'll be taken overseas. Like you said, ultimately, victimless crime. Right. No one is being murdered for these cars. However, when you try to chase them through... All of a sudden, every cop available is chasing them. Right. Like, well, I thought no one cared about the fucking stupid car thieving, but now it's like... Well, now it's a high-speed chase. Everybody's got to get on it. Yeah. And, and every cop in L.A. is chasing Nicolas Cage. So I just thought that was rich. 
Because it, they do feel like it's a foreshadowing of kind of like, it makes it seem like they're not going to get back up. Like, right. I thought that is one thing that you kind of feel like it's building you up to is that, oh, it's just going to be kind of like a toe-to-toe with um, Del, uh, Delroy Lindo's character. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't kind of turn into that at all, you know, until the very, very right. end. But I guess I just, again, the, oh, but it is a car movie. You're going to have the car scene. Yeah. But just so many cops. And they're like fucking helicopters. <laughs> right. <laughs> what my favorite was, though, on the bridge scene... Well, first, all the backwards driving was incredible. So impressive. Yeah. Watching that again, I have to say it was still one of my favorite. Right. Like, of the, the chasing, driving, whatever you want to call and it. And then he was like, and that little kid's looking at him. He's like, hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. No, the stunt driving was still awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I even wrote, like, one of the greatest car scenes that you will ever have the privilege of seeing <laughs> has graced this the the screen Silver screen <laughs> and the ramp scene on the bridge that was awesome oh yeah for sure and then he gets that much air and it's like oh yeah like, he's like going over yeah, because um, I started running. I finally had filled up uh, my notebook that I've been keeping our notes oh, in. No. So I started like writing real small, <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to read some of my little notes here. Yeah, it's just basically yeah, it's just a badass uh, scene. And this oh, is also when you find out when Kit finally finds out like what Memphis has done for him. Why so, he actually left? Yeah, they really do build up like the the action and the tension of the car chase and all of that, but also uh, pinpointing, like, everyone's so worried. They're like, hey, we're going to have to get you out of town. Like, yeah, it's also like, the go moment it. of, yeah. like, okay, some people are going to die. It's not all just fun and games and car chases. Right. Um, so this is where it gets a little more serious. It gets, it gets real. Yeah, it gets real. has little heartfelt moments, mm-hmm. basically. So you get the best of everything in this movie. I know, <laughs> because they're not ashamed to, like, oh, I love you, man. You know, like, hug your brother and yeah. stuff. Like, I love when they're not too macho to do stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like Nicolas Cage is the perfect kind of man for that. Yes. He's not, he could be a macho man, but he don't give a fuck. And he can also be a very heartwarming, sensitive man. Exactly. (laughs) He's got it all going for him. Um, So finally, he does lose the cops. He makes it. Eleanor, though, is in terrible condition. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they're kind of like, fuck you, you're eight minutes late and it's falling apart. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to kill you or your brother, like your choice. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where <laughs> the the Doctor Who guy, and I don't want to piss off. I know there's a lot of Doctor Who fans, so I don't know if this is him or if it was the writing or the director. I don't know whose fucking fault this is, <laughs> but I just noticed that it happened a lot with him, and I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke. Like, that's what I'm like, okay, it's just because the way it's delivered, it doesn't seem like it's even satire what or it's supposed to be humor. He fucks up a lot of, like, sentences. Like, where things, like, when I really paid attention to what he was saying, I was like, that makes no fucking sense. (laughs) So, it's, I caught one of them, finally, like, enough to write down. He was like, it never rains, but it pours. (laughs) That's not, that's not a saying. He just said that because his name was Rain. Yeah, but it's supposed to be, when it rains, it pours. pours. Like, it still works. It rains, but it pours. That means nothing. (laughs) And no one caught that? Like, no one thought that... that I, well, I mean, his henchmen were kind of like... 
Is that, yeah, because I'm like, is that the joke? Or was it really supposed to be, like, his bad no, guy line? No, I think line? that was supposed to be his bad guy line. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not even right. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so bad. So, yeah, so basically, they're in their full... Uh, this is now where I felt like, oh, yeah, now I remember why it's two hours long. Because you get such adrenaline rush from the chase scene. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah, now there's, like, another, like, 20 minutes of this kind of, like... It's not even really a fight scene, though, let's just be like, honest. It's just, running up and down stairs. It's, again, like a cat and mouse kind of mm-hmm. thing. And him hiding. And there's a few punches. And then this is when Delroy Lindo also gets involved. Because they're kind of like, fuck it. We're not supposed to go here. But we're going to go here anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Nicolas Cage ends up saving... His life. Which, this whole scene was so funny to me. It was. It seemed like a, a silly kind of redundant scene. Like, But I guess, again, they needed to tie up the loose end. I still cop. enjoyed it because he was like, get out of here, you, <laughs> you rascal. Get out of here. Go on. Yo, you. Get out. Come on. I was like, he had such a heart on for me. He was like, get out of here. Randy. That's, yeah. That's why I'm like, I just wish they would be besties. Did you just save my life? Not, I know. Did like, we just become best friends? Naruto and Sasuke <laughs> over here. Oh my God. They should have was... made a sequel and it was them teaming up. <laughs> I don't know. It just, yeah, it felt like the cop was very like wishy-washy though. Yeah, he turned real quick. Like, okay, yeah, you had this background together and everything. And I guess it's just also where he's like, oh, you know, Reigns did stay out. He didn't come back in a town. Right. He I think was he, only No, doing... I think he realized that. So I know well. he realizes it. So they basically are saying, like, oh, not all cops are pieces of shit, but <laughs> Yeah, because I didn't appreciate the whole time uh, them, like, threatening that guy who's just been minding his own I business. I know! Both of them. Yeah. Like the key guy and the... Yeah, so I feel like rat. kind of, like, the cops were just the, the assholes just in general. And that's what Dave said when he was... He's like, why in these movies, cops have to follow no rules. They have to check in nowhere. They have no paperwork to turn in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they answer to nobody. They just roam in the they streets. Just roam, they just wake up, take a shot, and roam the streets. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then they, that's tied up in a little bow. Mm-hmm. Um, Kalitri dies. Like, they throw him <laughs> off the thing. Because he's, like, football yeah, tackles like him football off tackles him off there. Nah, land on my yep. coffin. And then the cop's like, you saved my life. I'm going to look the other way. Mm-hmm. Did you just say that? And then, um, well, and then with Kalitri dead, he's like, oh, well... You'll find all the cars in a con- shipment container. Yeah, because nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives things. a shit. So, so I guess the cop gets his big break still. Yeah. In terms of they, but still, Kalitri's brought down. Kalitri was working for someone. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, either way, somebody's got to pay the piper. I know. Like part two should be just like whoever actually was in charge of Kalitri. being like, "What the fuck? I'm going to kill all of you." <laughs> <laughs> But now yeah. instead it can be a high speed boat chase, like speed two. <laughs> speed two. <laughs> um, and then it ends again with all of them together. He's with Angelina Jolie. Um, He's here to stay now. Yes, and ends with family. Yeah. <laughs> Which also Fast and the Furious ripped off. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, so this movie rewatch has just concluded that all of the heist movies. That were popular. All of the very high testosterone men car racing movies. All of that stolen from this one film. <laughs> yeah. That got a 25 goddamn percent. I know. <laughs> Still chaps my ass. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, That's gotta be a typo. Mm-hmm, I nope. had them in 52. 
<laughs> Even that, I thought, was a little low. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So that was uh, that was gone in 60 seconds. I, I think we're both in agreement. We both still loved it. It's uh, yeah. fun. It's an action movie. It has a lot of vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. A lot of a lot explosions. Of a lot of boom, boom. <laughs> a lot of vroom, vroom, boom, boom. And then when you got yourself a sound bar at home, what else do you need? <laughs> and I would say it's one of uh, Jerry Bruckheimer's probably stronger. I, yeah, and I'm like, you got, you got Jerry's explosions. What else do you want from an action movie? <laughs> and then I thought it was funny that, um, oh, I just forgot his name. Atley. Oh, okay. the actor's yeah. name is. He was also in Armageddon, which was a mm-hmm. Jerry Bruckheimer movie. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. So And The Rock, which was, he wasn't in The Rock, but Nicolas Cage was. Yes, yes. Oh, and I love that one, <laughs> I too. know. Yeah. You got Sean Conn. Mm-hmm. You got Nick Cage. <laughs> got some Ed Harris. Oh, oh I forgot about him. <laughs> got crazy eyes in it, too. <laughs> When, when we went on our uh, girls' vacation to Savannah, we watched The Rock. It was on the cable, remember? <laughs> Did you forget that? We watched it on the Airbnb. When? When we were in Savannah. Oh, when we are eating pizza? <laughs> yes. yes. We are like, sitting in the living room watching The Rock. <laughs> so that was uh, kind of my pick for Nick Cage appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was obsessed with this one, and it kind of solidified, like, my obsession with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Again, I will reiterate, in sixth grade, when this movie had, that's when I was 13 when this came out, we had to write a letter to our future children as, like, part of an English <laughs> assignment. And one of the, the boy name I picked out was, was, was Jeremiah Cage. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That is how obsessed I was with Nicholas Cage. Now as an adult, I'm like, why would I name my child after Nicholas fucking Cage? But, <laughs> um, I've heard worse. Exactly. So, but that is, yeah, so that was my pick. So next week, we are going to be doing one that Jessica chose uh to appreciate Mr. Cage with, and that is going to be... Mandy. And that is one I have not seen. Yeah, and it's a somewhat newer one. Yeah. About me, a couple of years ago. Yeah, like, definitely his post... Uh, it's when he started making his comeback. Like, again, yeah, yeah. Making some better quality movies. There we go. Like I said, he always gave 110%, just like, you know, the writers and... <laughs> Some other people probably didn't on some some of those other movies. Yeah, I guess. They were a little like straight to video style movies. And that's what it is too, is I think a lot of it is just. uh, Well, he had to pay off his debts, man. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. He went to work. He didn't give up. He paid them bills. He paid them bills. I respect that. And now he worked his way back into his career. Uh Uh-huh. I will uh, say that the newer one that he came out, the uh, the Unbearable Weight of Mass. Oh, talent. that one was so good. Him and Pedro. Brilliant. Pascal? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. It was they so good. They were so cute it together. It was so cute. I like, loved it. I just, Nicolas Cage is a gym. Yeah, he really is. And I could have, it. this one was hard because I'm like, either one, we could have made Nick Cage appreciation for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many to choose there's from. There's so many to choose from because I was like, oh, I love this. I think we should stuff. just have one um, every year. Every year every, we're going to do a Nick Cage appreciation. Yep, I think that uh, sounds good. Yeah, because I'm a huge fan of even, um, what was it, Matchstick Men yes. that he did. Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. that one because mm-hmm. I also had read the book, loved the book, loved the movie, thought mm-hmm. it was good. 
There's a whole bunch of random movies he's done that yeah. I just thoroughly have enjoyed. So Mandy, I'm looking forward to though, because a lot of his newer stuff I hadn't really seen a yeah. lot of. And this one's freaky. And so yeah. Uh, when I told Andrew that that's the other one that I needed to watch for this, and he was like, ugh. Like, I don't know. He seemed like he didn't like it, I guess. Really? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't elaborate. I mean, I it's a pretty he, crazy movie. Mm, so, but, yeah. So, I'm going to, I'm looking like forward that. to it. And then the third one we chose was, of course, our, our a shared favorite, and that w- was going to be Face Off. Mm-hmm. So, get ready. You have a treat ahead of you. <laughs> Feast your eyes! <laughs> and he is. And appreciate Nicholas Cage. Yes. And as always, you know, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at FilmGazers. Remember, on the Twitter, there is a link to the Discord that I have not checked in probably a month. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry, we'll get to it eventually. Uh, Well, I know you're not on there anyway. (laughs) Anti-ways. (laughs) Anti-ways. Also, just, I would like to point out that we are now officially at a year of film gazers. We just uh, celebrated uh, the one year, like solid anniversary Mm -hmm. i know in the winter time we gave ourselves pat on the back that we had like made it a year but like (laughs) in my memory it it was january was when we did our first one yeah no it wasn't it was like late february February. yeah it wasn't late it was like mid mid i well i believe though we didn't release it oh I yeah 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 so yeah if you're listening to this Though, when we air it, it'll, yeah, officially be like, yo, we're one year solid. Yeah, we did we it. We did it. Um, I think our sound is, has improved, definitely. I did go back and listen to, our po- our most popular episode has remained The Fifth Element. Um, uh, I went yeah, back and crazy. listened to it. Doesn't sound as good as our episodes do now in terms of just the quality. I'm glad that we have figured out at least what works um, for yeah. right now while recording. That is always a goal of ours, though, is to... Get the sound quality. Get the oh. sound quality just better, as crisp and clear and nice Crispy. as we can. Yeah. Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> but until you guys start interacting with us, we're not going to ask for your money. <laughs> <laughs> so give us a follow on Instagram and uh, give us any kind of feedback. We'd yeah. appreciate it. Um, we really would. We've been a year at it now. Um, I mean, knowing that we've had continuous downloads is obviously a positive and it's a decent feedback, but not enough to tell us where we could <laughs> What improve. you like? What you like? What you don't like? Would you like us to add something into our episodes? You mm-hmm. know, like just anything. <laughs> Let us know. Just talk to me. Just talk to me. <laughs> tell me. I don't even care if you tell me you don't like me. <laughs> So, thank thank you, Jess, for co-hosting. No problem. Thanks for having me. And I feel like uh, we're only going to get better and better. Mm -hmm. And there are so many movies that are available for us to review. Um, So, also, if you have any suggestions, um, go ahead and send (laughs) those our way. Uh, we'd gladly maybe like to, if we had enough people um, submit some, we could do like a little... Viewing party. Uh, well, not even a viewing party, but maybe like a, a theme, though, where we oh, just yeah, do yeah. Um, listener's choice or something. And we do like three episodes of um, just three different movies maybe our listeners have picked. Mm-hmm. Um, something something like that. Just let us know if you're interested in anything like that. 
We'd love to do it. Have a little more interaction, maybe. That would be fun. Yep, yep. So, uh, time to hit the Dusted Trail. <laughs> Until next time. Later, Later taters. taters.